Hey, what's going on, everybody? I keep forgetting how short that intro is, and I'm sitting yeah. there going, because it goes dark, and then I was like, oh, oh. It's all oh. psychedelic, though. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing half the time. So. <laughs> Obviously. Today is another Friday, and we're going to usher you into the weekend. So many people are. That always sounds dirty when back. you say it. What's that? That always sounds dirty when you say it. What has I that? don't know. I don't know why. To usher you into the weekend? <laughs> yeah. How's that dirty? I don't know. You got some fucking dirty shit on your mind. <laughs> but uh, we're, probably, we're not going to go out tonight. Um, we're going to go out next week. Uh, Soph's coming. She'll be over here Thursday. She's going to yeah, do a wait, show with what, us. What day is she coming? Thursday. Well, no, I mean the date. 27th. Okay, or is so that 24th? This, well, this coming Thursday. No, 27, I think. What's today? Oh, okay. So today's the 17th, right? All right. So, so no, 24th. Yes, yeah, so we should probably like save up because next weekend we wanted to take her to Mannequins and yeah. to Barbarella. Yeah. So I'm going to be really tired. But it's like, well, as long as I know ahead of time and I can like mentally prepare myself. Yeah. <laughs> well, one's a Friday. I'm driving. One's a Friday That's and one's true. a Saturday. You know, just um, probably won't be able to do. Um, we probably won't be able to do the show on a Friday. Or we can't. Well, we'll probably do the show on Saturday next week. We'll just Saturday do it. Maybe we'll Saturday. do it probably like a little bit earlier. Yeah. Like maybe at six o'clock. Because like that way you don't have you don't have to come home, get ready, then do the show, and then go out. And then go out. So it doesn't make sense for that. It yeah, makes more sense to do it on Saturday. Yeah. So that yeah. yeah. So the sidetracks next week will be on Saturday. You're right. Um, yeah, so everybody's saying happy Friday, Tom and Jenny. Zach says, yeah. you know, whenever someone someone calls y'all Tom and Jenny, I'm imagining you as cartoony versions of yourselves, but looking yeah. like Tom and Jerry. Yeah, everybody said that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Graham has a bag of frozen peas in his lap. Oh, what's he eating? Okay. Up? He's eating frozen peas. <laughs> Are he, did you have something happen? Maybe oh, something. vasectomy. He got his vasectomy. Oh, that's today. right. That's Remember right. he said about yeah, that? Yeah, because yeah, I was, yeah, I was remembering that. So it's like frozen peas on your crotch. If you, got, if you had that done, <laughs> if you had that done, then that saves you a lot of money on HRT because you don't have to worry about taking HCG to, to maintain your fertility because you're not trying to, you're shooting blanks now. So you might as, just, might as well just go on test. It'd be a lot cheaper for you because test would just be a standalone just hit me up i'll fucking show you where i get my shit i'll, I'll show you the site it's cheaper just get yourself fucking just jacked jack yourself up on that fucking testosterone make your wife regret regret it make your wife why would you want to do shit. that what's that no i'm just fucking with uh from this day forth no additional little granthers will ever walk the earth you've already got kids though right so yeah. so it's okay <laughs> Zach says, who would make a better James Bond villain? Kate Blanchett, uh, Alice Kriege, or Isabelle Huppert, because I'm basically casting my fan fiction at this point. Kate Blanchett, I feel like she played um, a villain in that terrible Indiana Jones movie. And for some reason, like as soon as you brought her up as a Bond villain, that was the first thing that I thought of. Oh, she played the psychic, right? The, the communist psychic, the Russian? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, who, that was like the only interesting character in the movie? Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, I don't know, I just imagined that. I don't know, I f kind of feel like Isabella Perra would probably be good. I always really, really liked her. I haven't seen her in anything in a really long time, but yeah. I saw a bunch of her movies like back in the 90s and 2000s. They got a new Indiana Jones, and they've reshot it about five times. Fucking, evidently, it's been Disney's like most expensive failure of all times. Like nobody, nobody likes it. It's fucking stupid. Uh, Indiana Jones and a time machine type time warp where 
he's um, long, he's he's coming face to face with his younger self in another timeline. They've been talking about doing that for and, a long time. Yeah, so it's supposed to look pretty good, the CG, but the story is supposed to be fucking <laughs> terrible. Uh, so they keep having to reshoot it over and over again. So it's gonna suck. I mean, that last Indiana Jones. There just should be those three movies. And Indiana Jones three, what was it, The Last Crusade? Wasn't that great? That was that was the one with his dad, right? Yeah, with Sean Connery. Yeah, it has some creepy shit in there. I liked that one better the second time I watched it. Yeah. I didn't love it the first time I saw it, but when I saw it again, I was like, oh. And I think you appreciate that one more when you're older. Yeah, it is. It is. It is better than fucking Temple of Doom. Uh, I remember liking Temple of Doom as a kid until I saw rewatched it recently, and it's very screamy. That girl screams in it fucking every ten that's, minutes. Honestly, I think that's the only thing that ruins it is yeah. Kate Capshaw. Yeah. Like, if they'd cast somebody else, I think that would have been a Kraken movie. Yeah. Because everything else about it is good. Because that, when I was a kid, that was kind of like my favorite one because it was like a horror movie and I was into yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, they but. did shit in that they would never do today. Pulling that guy's heart out, set it on fire, and lowered people into lava. That's back when they did cool shit. Well, for being a movie aimed at, at well, kids, at yeah. kids kind of. I don't yeah. know if it was necessarily aimed at kids. It PG. was, just, it it was, was aimed at a general it was audience. PG. Yeah. Well, yeah. there was a lot of cool PG movies back in those days. You know, they weren't they weren't having to worry about a, a sensitive audience. They just would just tell the fucking story. Um, as long as it didn't have nudity or cussing in it, it was fucking PG. Didn't really matter what happened, the violence or anything. They didn't really care. Some, but you yeah, couldn't show gore. I well, the weird thing about it is that I always kind of feel like American movies are really, really strange in that way. It's yeah. like you can get away with a lot more like gore, but you show a tit and everybody like flips out. Yeah. Like, and it's been like and that. I was like, that's really stupid. <laughs> Although some of the movies didn't make any goddamn sense about that, like Blue Lagoon, it, it, it was not uh, fucking. Not only to have tits, it was underage tits in that one. I think wasn't she underage? Yeah. In Blue Lagoon, what was yeah. her what was her name? Brooke uh, Shields. Brooke Shields, all right. And they played that on HBO. Yeah, I saw it probably like a they million play times. it a million fucking times. You saw it a million fucking times. I kind of liked the movie. I remember liking it as a kid. Yeah, I don't remember yeah. much about it, but I remember, I remember it being okay. I remember the uh, they got out with the the the, uh, the ship sank. And they were on a lifeboat with an old dude who was eating. What was it? Fucking. He he pulled uh, chewing tobacco out of the fucking. Wasn't it chewing tobacco? He's eating chewing, and then he was rowing the boat. It's been like a million he, years since I've he seen got that him movie. to the I island. I don't remember anything to do with chewing tobacco. Yeah, he got him to the <laughs> island. He got him to the island, and I think he drank himself to death on the island, and and they were left without supervision. I think he was up. You don't remember that part, huh? I told you, don't I don't remember, remember any of it. Damn, okay. Really? I had to see it again. I mean, I was a kid when I saw it, and I was just kind of like, oh, okay, that was diverting, and that was, like, about it. Yeah. Turned out that they weren't alone on the island. They had people out there, uh, uh, like cannibals. See, I don't remember that either. I don't remember a single fucking yeah. thing about that movie. <laughs> they got off the island eventually, but... Hey, spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't remember a single fucking thing about that movie. Yeah. I think a ship came and eventually rescued him. 
Gramther says, question, in The Last of Us, uh, a cordyceps fungus has turned the human race into murderous mushroom head zombies. Evidently, this is based on real science and insects. Should we be concerned? No. <laughs> no, we're probably fine. No. We're but probably fine. There's a lot of shit that's hoax, that, that is hoaxes and science fiction that people think is real. Me and uh, my friend from Saudi Arabia, Saad, we were talking about it today. He's, he's a, he's a med, medical student. And uh, we were talking about these pandemics. And he was pointed out a lot of stuff, just all kinds of other experts saying that pandemics, as they were a long time ago, uh, like the Black Plague, and they aren't possible anymore. Uh, just because of living conditions, people showering, uh, the advent of... Uh, not drinking poop water. They're not drinking poop water. <laughs> the, uh, what was it? Uh, the advent of fucking... Uh, uh, penicillin it's just you can have outbreaks but what happens is is people get sick and they go home and when they go home they stop spreading it in, in modern conditions that's not what would happen in the olden days they get sick but home was just packed with a, with a bunch of other people you could spread it at home because the population density was real high and the, and people didn't have an understanding of what what a disease was so they didn't know how to avoid it treat it or prevent it you can have an outbreak but it wouldn't ever go pandemic not anymore this is some this is science fiction it's just trying they're just trying to sell fear control they want that digital currency in that dig in that fucking um that world passport that they're trying to make a world government that's all it is so it's um pfizer and all them guys involved but there, there can't be a pandemic it would have happened already Zach says, uh, also, you guys need to watch The Last of Us. It's so good. I know Tom will love it. It's basically if Cormac McCarthy wrote The Walking Dead. Yeah, see, that's what I kind of like. I'm not super, super into, like, post-apocalyptic stuff, but, like, Tom really likes it. I like that kind of shit. And everybody is talking about that show. So. How many seasons are there? I think it and, just started, right? And, and what? For the and first what, season. Yeah, what? what uh, it's based on that video game, right? It's like a it's post-apocalyptic video game. Is that on... Um... That's on uh, Netflix, or is that where is that? You get that on what you call it? Uh, I don't AMC think it's Netflix. It's or, uh, um, I don't it? remember. I don't really remember. It might be. I, I don't remember what streaming service it's on. Because mm. I mean, we have so many. I mentioned AMC. I saw some things recently. They're saying they they think AMC maybe has months to live. They don't think AMC's gonna make it. Um, HBO Max. HBO Max. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not buying that. I have HBO Max. You do? Yeah. But you got it for free. For yeah. some services. I got it through my phone plan. Oh, okay. Yeah, we've been watching um, stuff on there all the time. Okay. <laughs> the uh, I was gonna say AMC is not gonna make it. You know, you know that Stubbs thing. Now they want to charge you for sitting in good seats, even though it's empty. Hmm. Isn't that something? Yeah. The seats towards the, the prime seats in the middle are now gonna cost more. Now I think, I think that also applies with. If you had that Stubbs thing that we kill, you know, that fucking watch the free movies, they'd charge you extra for it. And they would do that even if the fucking, even if the theater was empty. That's ridiculous. They're, get, they're getting like airlines now. Yeah, they're getting like airlines. Yeah. <laughs> they charge more. Well, they're, get, they're getting desperate for money and, and it caused them to, it's causing them to lose more money. So it, it's just a sign that that's going, it's a shame because AMC was a great theater chain I, I well yeah i used to I really, really like good. going yeah. there we just stopped going mostly because you know it's too far it's too far it's too far and they have but um you know they, they have lots of locations 
uh, across the United States, and in some of these states, they're just not doing well. Although, who knows, maybe uh, if they were smart, they would just close all the, uh, the unprofitable locations. They might be able to keep it afloat, but I think from what they were saying, you know, there's a AMC was built on a lot of borrowed money, and who knows, you know, they probably have big overheads, big bill payments and shit. Yeah, it's um, that's the thing. I kind of feel like it's it's one of those. I don't I don't think the the margins are as razor thin as like a restaurant, for example. Right. But they don't have a huge profit margin because they have to pay a lot of money. Um, you know, the equipment isn't cheap and they uh, have to pay a lot of money for the rights to like show right. the movies and stuff like that. That's one of their biggest expenses. What I would have done if I was AMC, you know, you know that, that app that, that, they, that we had? That was a nice app. Yeah. I would have done it to where you had the option to either go, in, either to go into the theater or stream it live through your tablet and maybe cast it onto your television. That way you didn't have to go to the theater. Well, I thought that you they can, were kind of starting to go that way. Like some like yeah. some movies were doing like a hybrid kind of thing yeah. where it's like they would just show in the theater, but you could also like watch it at home like yeah. for the same amount of money or whatever. Because that way you'd get more eyes on the fucking screen, even though it wasn't the screen that they, you know what I mean? The physical screen, it was just uh, on their tablet or on their phone. You know, it would be just like any other. It'd be like, it would basically be like Netflix. Or not, not, yeah, it'd be like Netflix. That's the way they should have gone. Where you have physical locations, but you could also just stream it. That would have been a lot better. Because we probably would have still kept it. Or at least just kept one of them. Yeah. Because then we'd be able to watch the movies. Yeah. Because we didn't have to drive. Yeah. Because you know? there are, I would have like, watched them. I yeah, watched there's them. a ton of movies that yeah. came out that I wanted to see. And yeah. it's like the, we never and got just, down there. And I just never got down there because it yeah. was so far. Yeah. John Smith said, I always thought cinemas made their money out of overselling popcorn and sweets. Well, yeah. they, they do that, but that's because, like I said, because the margins on everything else are, like, really thin, so they have to, like, overcharge for, like, sodas and food yeah. and stuff. But, um, and Justice for Me said, always smuggle in your food. Yeah, we Yeah, we did do. it all the time. Like, normally, I'll buy a drink because I can't sit for two hours without having something to drink or, uh, you know, my I get cotton mouth. So I will, like, buy a soda or, you know, or something to drink, but... We always go to like CVS or something yeah. like that. Get some gummy get, bears and shit. He gets gummy bears. I, I usually get like peanut M and M. There were times I was like walking that. in there, man. You could hear me crinkling. He's just, like, <laughs> you could hear the you could hear the fucking juju fruits fucking in the box rattling, rattling and shit. I'm trying to play it off, but then I'm going, why am I playing it off? This kid's fucking seventeen, man. He, he doesn't care. He doesn't give a shit. Yeah, and I'm walking in. There, it's not coming out of his salary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they don't pay him enough to no. care. You know what I mean? What's he going to do? It's like, you know, it, it, what are you going to do? Like, confront somebody? Like, yeah, they come hey, in with food in and, there? like, get in a it's fight security. or something? Like, right. <laughs> He's not, got candy. They're not going to bother. Yeah, I think, like, as long as you're not making, like, a yeah. big deal about yeah, it. Yeah, and you're going to kill... If you, if you're gonna, if they're going to bust you on your way in, that's it. I'm fucking killing my subscription. And then they lose out on their 20 bucks a month. But, uh... The thing is, somebody was, you know, somebody just mentioned, well, they make all their profits off the candy and the concessions. Says, yeah, but they wouldn't have to if most of their business um, was uh, just online. Then there'd, there'd be no expense at all. That's free money coming out of cyberspace. Yeah, you'd have people in the middle of buttfuck Egypt that are down there in fucking Mississippi and fucking Heidelberg. You know what I mean? Where it was, there's not an AMC for fucking 200 miles. You'd have them down there watching it on the screen for 20 dollars a month. Which is, that's how Netflix worked. 
you know. But in this, imagine if Netflix also had theaters you could go to. You know, it'd be, that's that's what it should have been. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like I said, I kind of feel like it's going that way a little bit because there have been like some movies that were like kind of hybrid releases where they came out in the theater um, for a day or yeah. two and then like they started streaming it for like $20 or whatever it yeah. was. So Tom's and Glorious Bastard says, ha ha ha, really gummy bears. I always thought you would be a big league chew type of guy. No. <laughs> no, gummy bears. Uh, Juji Fruits. Mike and Ike. Mike and Ike's. He likes all that kind of that gross, like, licorice-y gummy. Yeah, candy. yeah, yeah. Black licorice. Yuck. Um, especially, I like the Scandinavian black licorice, man. It's like eating them. It's almost kind of salty. It's almost like eating beef jerky. It's really good. Um grody. You can't see, you can't find much of it over here. What else was I eating? Um, oh, the damn <coughs> fucking... <coughs> Sourheads and nerds and all those. I'll eat those. I'll eat anything. Uh, Jolly Ranchers. I'll eat that. Starburst. You got Starburst. Starburst. I like Starburst, yeah. but that's about the only that kind of candy that I like. Yeah. The one I kind of have to have in the theater, like if, is uh, uh, gummy bears. Gummy bears and juji fruits. Yeah. I like juji fruits the best. Just depends. You can't get good juji fruits all the time. Because remember, those are the ones that we were, like, debating what those fucking shapes were supposed to be, right? Yeah, they were made out of random shape. <laughs> they were like the vegetables. Only, a piece the of only corn. molds they had. The only molds that they had. A piece of corn. <laughs> uh, one of them is a, the, the one that looks like teeth. It looks like a damn hot dog with four bumps on the top. It's supposed to be a pea pod with yeah. peas in it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we gotta, then, I went down the Wikipedia rabbit hole of yeah. that one day because I got curious. The little round ones are supposed to be cauliflowers, I think. Yeah. Yeah. They were they were vegetable molds. Yeah. That's it like all went, they had. That's all they had. So and then like, after a while, like people just got used to it and they're like, Oh whatever, fuck it. It like doesn't have anything to do with the flavor. Nothing to do with flavor. Like that. Yeah. But yeah, it, well, that's the thing. Like whenever we go when we go to the movies and you would go get all the candy, you would get like several, several boxes. Because sometimes like no joke, he would go into the theater like yeah. with boxes stuffed in every pocket. All my cargo so pockets. So he'd have like five or six boxes and he would just like sit there and eat them like making the noise and shit. Yeah. Whereas like look, if I'm gonna get candy, yeah. like as much as I'd like to have like a whole fuck ton of candy, I can't eat that much candy, all right? Oh, it's yeah. like I'll be four hundred pounds. So it's like um so usually I would just get one single like box of peanut M Ms. And, yeah. a, and a drink, and that was all I had. And I would usually eat them before the movie fucking started because I'd said, get bored. You said peanut M&Ms, and I tasted them, man. I want some peanut M&Ms now. I mean, regular yeah. M&Ms are good, but peanut, peanut M&Ms, M&Ms are clearly yeah. are clearly superior. Yeah. Like, clearly far superior. Actually, um, I think for a while they had some M&Ms that were like... What do I want to say? They were kind of like... They weren't malt, but they were kind of like Whoppers, you know what I mean? Yeah. Where they had that I like kind those, of, too. What, yeah, those were good, too. They've come out with, like, some new flavors, but I haven't really been um, trying any of them because... Raisinets? Man, oh, no, it. fuck those. I, don't I like love those. You know, she doesn't like raisins. I don't like raisins. Raisinets. I like the, um... Uh, sn- I like snow caps. Snow... Yeah. I like snow caps. They're okay. They're not, they're not that special. Yeah, um, but, you know, Reese, I, I like them because they have the little... Reese's penis. Reese's pieces. I just almost said Reese's penis. Penis. <laughs> Reese's penis. Reese's penis. <laughs> Reese's pieces. The, the porn person. Yeah. Please tell me that for Valentine's Day, yeah. Reese's like sells little chocolate peens with peanut yeah. butter inside. No, actually with marshmallow inside would be better. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Another good porn name would be like Dick Hammer. 
<laughs> you know what's fucked Dick up is Hammer. like I think that could that could be someone's actual name. Can you yeah. imagine if yeah, you were the Rich, poor Richard person? Hammer? Yeah, my name's Dick. Dick Hammer. Dick Hammer. Fuck man, it's like <laughs> damn, that's a poor name. Either that, either that or a fucking private detective's name. My name is Dick. Dick. Dick Hammer. <laughs> Carried a gun and shit. I just feel like if that was your porn name, though, it's like just that's way too obvious. That's like from that's like from the seventies when everything was like when they had to make everything as obvious as possible. Yeah. They now they uh, have a little bit more finesse. I feel yeah. like, but you know what I mean. All no the good names were taken. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Justice for me said, uh, "Can you imagine them pulling some TSA shit and patting you down?" Yeah. See, that's the thing. It's like the kids that work in there. They don't give a crap if you yeah. bring ca- fucking candy in. Yeah. They know everybody does it. Yeah. Like I said, I guess as long as you're not flaunting it. Yeah. Con's in there talking about the big chunk. Yeah, the chunky. <laughs> chunky bars. Those were fucking good, too. For you foreigners, and, and Con's a foreigner, too. He's in Mexico, but they must have him down there. A chunky chunky bar was a chocolate bar that was about that big and about that thick. Yeah, it's and just it was a big four slab. big pieces. And they, had them, they came in different flavors. Uh, I don't know if they still make them in different flavors, but some of them were just chocolate. The other one was chocolate with nuts. Chocolate with uh, raisins, and I think they had one with chocolate with the Rice Krispies in it. I think they had that one too. Yeah, they were good. And uh, at certain times, I think they made them bigger. Like they'd come up with a special edition that was like twice the size. It was even bigger. You know, they were good. I think they still sell those, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they. They're just rare. You don't see them in stores that much. I noticed I was in. Walgreens a couple days ago um, in Daytona because I had to go and get like some lipstick or something and they're starting to have all kind of like Kit Kat flavors and like different Snickers flavors and stuff and I'm like fucking finally man remember how everybody used to piss and moan about like why does Japan get like all the cool Kit Kat flavors yeah. they got strawberry Kit Kats and wasabi green Kit-Kat. tea and wasabi and all yeah. that and they got all those crazy like Pringles flavors and yeah. shit like that too like pumpkin spice and all that kind of well I think they have those here too Yeah. but um but yeah now they're starting to like uh do them over here I had one what did I get the other day I was like in a 7-Eleven and I think I got the birthday cake Kit Kat and that was actually pretty good. It wasn't as good as I was hoping, but it was like white chocolate and it was like vanilla-y, so it was mm. pretty good, though. I just feel like a lot of the white chocolate ones kind of just taste like white chocolate. Nothing that, n- not that there's anything yeah. wrong with that. I really like white chocolate, but I'm just saying. They have to have more, like, to have some birthday cakey flavor. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hugh Janus, a, a gay superstar. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tammy said, I sent you some for Christmas a few years ago. Yeah, probably. I think yeah, you, yeah, we, yeah. We eat anything we get. <laughs> well, don't say that. Well, we don't because... say that. <laughs> we know who it's from. Because that, well, yeah. then some people will be sending us some weird ass shit yeah. like, to make us eat it on the show, yeah. and I'm just like, not going to have it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> They're going to make us eat like crickets and whatnot. I saw, like, um, I was watching a show the other day. It was one of those baking shows that was on Netflix. Yeah. And they put, what did they make? Cupcakes or cookies or something like that? And they put some fucking crickets in yeah, there. Yeah, fuck all that. But that, well, the people that ate them said you, I mean, you couldn't tell it was crickets. Yeah. They, like, ground them all up. I mean, they told them it was crickets, obviously. But it's like, it's like you couldn't really tell what it was. 
They're trying to get people to eat bugs. You know. Every like everybody that I've heard that's eaten yeah. that's eaten crickets, they said they just kind of taste like yeah, it's like not be much there, like popcorny yeah. or something like that. You're not supposed to be eating chitin. Chitin's not you know not very good, and the the only cultures that eat insects were ones that went through a bunch of damn famine, you know, uh, Thailand, and that's not normal for them. You know what I mean? They're saying that's not what they normally ate. They just had this. I think it was some kind of a weird oppressive regime that went through there to change their diet for other. Same thing with China. They'll eat cockroaches and shit. Fucking deep fried cockroaches, man. Fucking eat that shit, man. Crazy. It's not food. It's not good for you. John Smith said, "I recently tried birthday cake flavored tea. It was everything I ever yeah. dreamed of. Hmm. Was it really? Did it actually really taste like birthday cake? I really like." Um, they have that birthday cake vodka. That's that's actually yeah. quite good. I just like it's a very distinctive flavor. That that frosting kind of yeah. flavor. You know what I mean? It's almost kind of like an artificial frosting flavor. Yeah, but I it, don't think it is good, artificial. Though. It's just vanilla and and um, what is it? Powdered frog, sugar. Pow, yeah, what they call icing sugar. And uh, it might have and butter probably. Mm, butter. Frosting is usually butter. Butter and sugar. <clears throat> I like that roll. I mean, all kind of frosting is good, yeah. but... You can also... It's butter, cream cheese, and sugar, and the coloring, and the, yeah. and the flavor. Right, that's another yeah, thing you can do. You whip it together. That's, that's another way you can do it. There, there's been a bunch of different ways to do it over the years. I think some of them... I think some of them were butter and mayo, butter and mayonnaise with... Uh, I think that's a real old school shit. Butter with mayonnaise and fucking frosting, or powdered sugar and vanilla, and came out. It comes out real creamy. You can put it on a cake. I don't know how long it would keep, but uh, probably pretty good though. You can do all kind of fun things yeah. with mayonnaise. Yeah. I know people. Some people are like you, yeah, but it's yeah. like all it is. It's eggs and oil, mm-hmm. pretty much. So you just need something to hold the hold the frosting into a certain shape and it has to have the right texture but you know after all that sugar and the butter you're, or, you're, you know you're not going to be able to taste it there was something else that had remember that damn ambrosia salad that had yeah. a bunch of mayonnaise in it mayonnaise and sugar I think it was called ambrosia salad um at, well okay ambrosia is that is that the same as waldorf salad like waldorf salad yeah but i think ambrosia that's like sim- am- everybody calls it something different I think, but it's similar like across yeah the i think i think ambrosia salads it's like waldorf salad but i think it's different it's got different stuff in it i think it's got oranges in it yeah like mandarin orange ch- yeah. like pieces like slices yeah, yeah but it's kind of it's that's how I remembered it. Coconut some, flakes. Yeah, coconut flakes. <laughs> Canned that's, pineapple. Yeah, that's some 60s shit. Maraschino cherry. Yeah, that's some 60s <laughs> I mean, it's good, but it's just like it's, it's a out weird... Of style. It's out of yeah. style. Yeah. I feel like people people still make it now, but like for retro potlucks yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, only old people know about it. There's another version of it that I think is called Green Stuff Yeah. that has... Isn't that? I think it's Cool Whip, but maybe it has like pistachio in it, hence the green. Uh-huh. I can't really remember. But there's like a lot of different um, variations of it. Big Little says use mayonnaise instead of butter when making grilled cheese. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, I've heard that. I've too. heard that. And you can make like a pretty kick ass uh, pie crust. 
just with mayonnaise and uh, flour, I think. I can't remember. I think it's like a two-ingredient type of thing. Um, Tom's Glorious Bastard said, Roses, roasted crickets with lime and salt don't taste bad. Yeah, I've heard that they don't really... That they taste okay. You know what I mean? It's just... I don't, I don't like all the legs. You know what I mean? Yeah, Hugo said, I had crickets while visiting uh, some, that place in Mexico. Um... They're crunchy. They put salt, lime, powdered chili. They're good. Yeah, Khan says he ate those. Who's saying this? Hugo. Hugo, okay. Khan said he ate some of those <clears throat> crickets. He lives in Mexico. They think they were deep frying them and had them in some paper. I wouldn't eat that, though. That's bait, man. So we used to catch fish. Yeah, I'm just, like I said, yeah. I'm a little grossed out by, like, the, by yeah. the legs more than yeah. anything. Like, I, I, I can't, like, say too much because I eat shrimp and those are essentially bugs of the sea, but you know what I mean. Yeah, but you're not eating the shell. That's, yeah, exactly. See, that, that's the or problem. Or the legs. That's the problem. There's not much meat in that. There's not much protein in that. It's, it's a lot of it's chitin, and I don't know what the effects of eating chitin are, especially if you eat a lot of it. I'm it sure it's probably it not good for my, probably not for my good digestive for system, good for that's for sure. Yeah. Most things aren't. Well, it'd be like eating fingernails yeah. that, or, or, or eating a bunch of hair. That wouldn't be good. You know, your stomach acid is going to go in there and try to break that down, and there's going to be a bunch of that with probably sulfur. You know, it's, it's just, ugh. Probably give you a bad heartburn if you weren't ready for it. Yeah, I'd imagine. I don't know. Zach says, raisin or chocolate chip with oatmeal cookies? Chocolate yeah. chips. Actually, uh, walnuts. I like them all. Walnuts. Jenny doesn't like raisins. I don't like raisins. I like them. I like raisins. I'll eat raisins in anything. Any of those uh, cookies and shit. <laughs> I mean, I don't hate them, but I'm, they're always, like, disappointing. Like, I'm always kind of, like, disappointed. It's like, hey, here, I have this delicious cinnamon bun. And I'm like, oh, thank you very much. Oh, it has raisins in it. Oh. I mean, I'm still going to eat it anyway, probably. But I would just rather there not be raisins in it. You know what I'm saying? They're just, I don't know. They just taste like sadness. I don't, I don't really like them. Oaxaca. Yeah. That's right. I remember, like, somebody told me how to pronounce it once, and for whatever reason, I forgot. That's, that, that's what they call that cheese, right? Yeah. Because well, it's, yeah, it's, it's a place. Yeah, it's a place. I had bought some of that over here at the damn Mexican store. Shit was expensive, man. How much was it? <clears throat> for that same amount of money, I could have got about a couple pounds of damn mozzarella. Like the good kind? Yeah. The cakes. Oh, uh, yeah. Of mozzarella? Well, you know, I guess it's going to be handmade here. And that's uh, going to be some choice shit, you know what I mean? These Mexicans and Central Americans that are here, they want to taste a home, they're ready to pay for it. And But the thing is, is that it was good cheese, but it tasted like string cheese to me. That would be the closest to it. String cheese. Yeah. You know, like when you're a little kid. Yeah. Like, like that. What are you talking about, little kid? I like I like string cheese. I buy those every yeah. now and then. <laughs> yeah. Still. String cheese. That's good. It's good for a snack. Yeah. It's just, you know, it's protein. Camp guy said, uh, shredded carrot salad with pineapple, raisins, and walnuts. Yeah, that's good. really good. Yeah. I like it. Except for the raisins. And then he said, best cabbage slaw ever. My barbecue place told me how to slice. They use a commercial ice crusher. The cabbage is thin, fine, and creamy. Best slaw hmm. I ever had. Hmm. A commercial ice crusher to chop up the cabbage? That's what he's saying, yeah. Oh, Okay. I'm not a big coleslaw fan, you know? Oh, if it's done right, it's good. 
Yeah, I know it's good, but it's just, it's, like I said, it's kind of like raisins. It's like, I don't hate them, but it's like... It's picnic food, man. I would just, like, rather not yeah. eat it. I'll eat it if it's all that's available, but I'm not going to be, like, all that <laughs> jazzed about it. That's all. I don't know why. Uh, dream destination for a vacation, says Zach. Mine is Norway. Yeah, actually, I would I, I would like to go to Norway one day, too. Um, gosh, I don't know. There's so many places I haven't been. I was really into, like, I really wanted to go to Italy for, like, a long time. And, like, for years, we were, I was actually, like, planning on going, but I never did get around to going. But I still would like to go, I think. Um, I'd like to go to Japan. Lots of places. Pretty much anywhere. <laughs> I'd like to go fucking anywhere. Because I never get I never get to go on vacation. So, it would be nice to just go someplace. Japan's a bit expensive. Well, it's... It's a bit expensive. I mean, we're just talking hypothetically. Yeah, hypothetically I don't have the money to go anywhere right, right yeah. now. So, it's like it's, you know, just kind of yeah. talking about whatever. <laughs> yeah, super shredded cabbage. Yeah, I don't know, like... Some of my best vacations... I don't know. The, most of my best vacations were had like other things. Like I was usually like when I went to the UK, I was usually visiting my ex-husband's family. So it wasn't like a vacation vacation because we had to like deal with his family and stuff. But I don't know. I always had a good time in New York City. Like I went there a bunch of times for vacation. But there's a lot of other places I'd like to go. Zach says, I'd also love to see South Africa. Yeah, that might be cool, too. I never really thought about going there. That's probably cool. I wouldn't mind going, like, all around Europe, you know, like, seeing all the capitals and stuff. Because mostly I've just been to the UK. That's it. And then when I was over there, I was thinking, oh, maybe we should go to France because it's, like, right there. But we just never got around to it. So that could, I didn't even get to go to Scotland. And that's, like, right yeah. there, which I was like, fuck, man. I wouldn't go to South Africa, though. If I was going to go to Africa, I'd go to Nigeria. They had that guy, he's got that channel called Sabbatical. And he would go all over the African continent. He'd have a good time. Uh, but, nah, fuck South Africa. Uh, the best thing going right now over there would have been Nigeria. Got new cities and stuff. The people were nice to him. Was what all is cool about it? Like, it's kind of a up and coming place. You know what I mean? Um, they've got a, some cities there that are getting their shit together. The government's supposed to be pretty decent. It's trying to better the uh, better the, the living conditions and move up in the world. You know, uh, they're not selling out to uh, foreign powers so much. I think they're involved with the Chinese, but they're not letting the Chinese fuck them over. Uh, they're supposed to be pretty good. Um. That's where, um, uh, that's where that, um, what's her name? Empress Joy Jean? She was Nigerian. Mm. Remember that, 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 yeah, uh, yeah. that, that girl doing all the reaction videos? Yeah. She got married. Do you know that? I think you yeah, said Yeah, she got married. She, she put her, uh, wedding on there and I, you know, I was joking with her and says, oh, you started that channel and got you, got you a rich man. She goes, yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> you had a nice car and shit. Big old wedding. John Smith said, France is great. 
Paris, not so much. Yeah, I was kind of. I would like to go to Paris, but there's like France is a very, very huge country. I'd like to go to like some other places in France too. But you know, have to brush up on my French. I don't remember much of it. <laughs> um, camp guy said wants to go to Bali, Indonesia, go surfing in the best conditions in the world, especially good waves for beginners. I got a bunch of like my uncles and cousins are like real into surfing. I never really got into it though. You know, probably I'm not like super coordinated. And I hate the ocean because I'm scared of sharks. Because <laughs> I grew up right next to the fucking ocean, you know. I was watching. If you guys, um, there's a channel on YouTube. Most, some of you guys might already know called Nexpo. He usually talks about like yeah, creepy shit. Like he talks about um, ARGs and stuff like that mostly. And he put up a video the other day that I think was just called Fear of the Deep. And it was like this half hour, 35 minute video. And he was doing like this exploration of, um, I can't remember the word, philosophobia, something like that, where um, it's very, very common fear. Like people are, are really afraid of like deep oceans and have um, recurring nightmares about being down in like this big black void and like these huge, you know, fish or like creatures like swimming past you and stuff. And so he was talking about that fear and he talked about like some video games and ARGs and stuff like that that uh, leaned into that fear. And it was like actually like a really good video because I have had like recurring dreams like that pretty much my whole entire life. Like of just being down in the black ocean and then like some massive behemoth like coming out of the blackness, you know what I mean? And it's interesting because a book that I was just reading, I just finished reading it. Hopefully I'll get a review of it put up this weekend. But um, it's called The House That Fell From the Sky. And it kind of had some stuff along those lines. You know what I mean? It had like kind of a Lovecraftian kind of like thing to it toward the end. And there were some scenes where, you know, like someone would be in like a room and like the ceiling would be glass and they would see like these massive like kind of like sea creatures or like big Lovecraftian like elder god type things like kind of swimming or flying around like and it kind of like freaked me out like hearing about it you know what I mean uh Tom's and Glorious Bastards fun fact if you want a Nigerian woman you need to pay the father a significant number of cows ha 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 no joke <laughs> don't, back, don't ask how I know this he take, said. Yeah, but how many cows back, how many cows did you have to pay <laughs> How many cows do you have to do? <clears throat> I mean, I'd, I'd love to know what my value in cows cows was. <laughs> I'm sure there's probably some app online that gives you your, your value in cows. Mm -hmm. I feel like we were, were we talking about this some other time? I don't know. Because I, I feel like I kind of looked it up at some point. So we must have been like talking about it. I was like, is there an app that Never. like that tells you how much you're worth in terms of cows? <laughs> like in certain countries. Maybe I read it somewhere and I looked it up because I thought that would be funny. John Smith said, there's the condition of Paris syndrome, the disappointment of people that travel to Paris and feel the city was not what they'd expected from the movies. I wonder if a lot of people have that coming to the U.S. because I kind of feel like I'm always really interested, too, in um, like British people that live in the U.S. or that visited the U.S. and what they found interesting about it or what surprised them. And I feel like even though nowadays you'd think that, you know, because of the internet, like everybody kind of knows everything about everything, but you'd think that 
people would have different expectations, but people still have expectations like based on American movies. You know what I'm saying? Because I kind of feel like one of the things that they always mention, like particularly British people like coming to the US, is that they're like, well, in American movies, it seems like everybody like has a lot of money and has like these big massive houses and stuff like that. And they said, well, a lot of people here do have like massive houses, like way bigger than they would have in Europe. But it's like there's a lot of poverty too, which they don't really show in American movies a lot, or at least the ones that they've seen. So that's always something that always really surprises them is they kind of, they're like, we kind of get the impression that everybody lives in these big, like McMansions. Cause it's like, that's usually what you see like in movies and on TV. A lot shows. of people do live in it though. They do, yeah, but, of, yeah. but it's not everybody. Yeah. Like no. they, they think it's like everybody, but I'm like, no, there's a lot of people living in like dumps here too. Yeah. And there's a lot of homeless people and shit like that also. Mm. Well, I, there's not a lot of homeless people. There's there are homeless, but most people do live in houses. Um, most people live in these 1950s looking houses that were small. They were small southern houses that back in the 50s they were um, nice houses, nice middle class type houses. But building standards and styles have changed a lot since then. So that's now all kind of like the uh, the I won't call it the poor neighborhood, but they're like the lower middle class neighborhoods. Yeah. The working class neighborhoods. A lot of people still live in the... I mean, yeah. I lived in a neighborhood yeah. like that when I grew up, and I lived in one, you know, yeah. when I lived in Daytona. My house was built in 1958, and it was yeah. just like a little bitty. Yeah, they they tend to be made out of cinder blocks. They last forever. Um, They tend not to have too many windows, so they kind of feel dark and damp. Um, They don't have central air. A lot, uh, some of them been retrofitted with central heating and air, but a lot of it's window units. Um, the floors are kind of like slabs of concrete, and they've c- cracked by now uh, with tiles. Maybe throw carpets on it and everything. The, the houses are old now. Um, yeah. Wood paneling on certain interior walls. It pretty tacky. Um you can get one of those for nothing. But here's the thing. A little bit more, you can get a brand new one. That's a lot nicer. Like, when we infiltrated the rich people neighborhoods of that last place, a lot of people couldn't believe that we lived there. And then when, when we, when we uh, they're like, how could you afford this? Well, I, well, how much are you paying? And it, we were only paying a little bit more than them. Yeah, I mean, the thing about it, particularly in Orlando and stuff like that, um, you can't get anything for less than $1,500, unless it's like an apartment, I'm talking. I mean, unless it's a complete shithole. Right. I mean, I had an apartment um, back in 2009, 2010, and I paid like 700 a month for a one bedroom, and it was not awful, but it was in like kind of a shit neighborhood, and it was kind of roach infested. Yeah. So for seventeen hundred, you get an okay apartment, maybe a good apartment. But for two thousand or twenty one hundred, you get a nice house. You know, ten years old, looks like something out of a movie. Palm trees and shit, big glass windows and glass sliding glass. You know, a little bit more, you can get a two story house like this. Actually, this is about the same. This ends up being what twenty five hundred about that. The yeah, something about twenty five hundred. Something like that. Yeah. Which uh, we can kind of afford. 
<laughs> yeah. Now that Jenny went back to work. They had, and then got a, the new roof roofing tiles are sitting on top of the fucking house right yeah, now. Yeah, I thought they were supposed to come this weekend, do it. They're going to come when they're ready. When they're ready. When they're ready. They just came. When they come, they came on Tuesday, right? Mm-hmm. They came on Tuesday while I was yep. at work and put all the stuff on the roof. Yep. And then, like, I keep coming home every day and being they're like, well, there. it's still there. It's Friday today. Yep. And I'm like, well, they still haven't done it yet. I paid the down payment. The financing is all gone through and everything. And they just, okay, we're going to do it. And we're going to put it up there. We'll, we'll, we'll be down there. They, they said it would be sometime this week. But it's only a two-day job. I don't really care. Just as long as they get it done. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. I, I don't care. I'm not here, yeah. so <laughs> I don't give a makes, shit. It makes a shit ton of noise. Hopefully I'll sleep through it. <laughs> I mean, well, the, yeah, the only thing I was worried about was like, yeah. oh, what if, you know, if I have to record a video or something like that. Won't but it's like, the if it's not going to be during the night and it's not going to be on the weekend, so. You'll like be at work. You'll never see it happen. Yeah. I kept expecting them to come and do it, but they, yeah. just, they just didn't. Because like I said, I'm going to I'm gonna do a, a, you know, a video this weekend, but. You know, because I finished reading that book and I was going to do a review of it. And I need to catch up on my scare salon videos and all that other kind of stuff. So I'm trying to do like at least like one a week for all, across all my channels just because I don't have a lot of time. You know what I mean? Yeah. And as soon as it seemed like as soon as I went back to work and like don't have any time to do anything now, it's like now I got like a whole bunch of other freelance work too. So it's like last weekend. I did a bunch of freelance work, and then this weekend I got a bunch of freelance work I gotta do. Not as much as last week, but I got a whole bunch I gotta do tomorrow. Like, some posters and shit like that I gotta make. But, you know, it's all money. It's just, you know, I get sleepy. (laughs) I'm tired. And I feel like I don't have any time to do anything else, you know what I mean? Well, you don't. Yeah, I know. Not for now. I know. It'll, It'll work out, though. It'll even out. Give it a couple months. Yeah, I know. You just you're just pissed because you haven't really gotten a decent paycheck in yet, but it, it's all coming. Yeah, I mean, at once least the money starts showing up, you'll feel a lot better. Well, yeah. well you know, it's it's still kind of like it's still a long drive, and I'm still worried about my car and yeah, all that kind of stuff. If anything goes wrong with the car, we'll just uh, we'll just get you another one. Well, I know that, but it's like I don't have any money right now to get in it because I'm behind on so many bills and stuff. You gotta pick, you gotta, you, you, you gotta do something. You gotta yeah. catch up. Well, gee, I know. You gotta Thanks. Up. You gotta catch up. It'll happen. Never, you haven't failed any time before. Everything, you know what I mean? It always works out. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that I can't fail. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes I do fail for a time. You know what I mean? Then I have to like fucking get it all back together again zach says i have a channel for you then my english world he's this cute russian guy who moved to texas he does reaction videos and live streams he's adorable and funny as fuck oh i'll have to look that up yeah i'm fascinated by different cultures perceptions of one another like i always find that really interesting i really like um that guy lawrence from lost in the pond who like i said he's uh British, but he's lived in the United States for 14, 15 years, and he's a citizen now, but he's married to an American woman, and he lives in, like, the Midwest, and he lived in, like, Chicago or something like that, and so he, and he does a lot of videos, and he's really funny, and then there's, um, there's a couple, man, what, who the fuck are they? Actually, there's two couples that are cute that, like, do them, but I can't remember what their names are right now, but, um, 
both of them still live in the UK, but they do a lot of videos about learning things about the US and it's like, oh, this surprised us about bloody blah and sometimes they visit the US and like they'll go in the grocery store and like talk about all the fucking look at all the cereals. <laughs> you know what I mean? And all this other kind of stuff. Cause they have a lot of the same shit over there, but it's just like they don't have as many you know. You're saying that that could take you to work on the back of the motorcycle. No, if it came down to that, I'd buy a new car. Yeah. My credit's good. I could go get a used. Yeah, you could. You could. I couldn't. I could get. A, I, could, I could get. What? Let me finish what I'm saying. Uh, uh, uh. I could get a four or five thousand dollar used car. Just let her use that. So. I don't like riding in the back of the motorcycle anyway. Yeah. It's scary. I don't even like fucking driving the car, like in yeah. all the traffic and stuff like that. And this, we. I thought it was going to be like the traffic was going to be worse today because I had forgotten. But the fucking. Um, What's that goddamn, the big NASCAR race is this weekend. So I was at work today and like they have, you know, this, uh, the planes, the Blue Angels, you know, the stunt planes yeah. and all that kind of shit. Um, they were practicing all day today. And we, and where I work is like only a mile or two from the airport and only a mile or two from the, um, from the racetrack. So it's like, we heard the fucking Blue Angels. Like we just heard fucking sonic booms all day long. Yeah, the Daytona 500, that's what it's... You'd think I'd know that, because I grew up there, but yeah. I forgot, because I was like... When I was coming home last night, like, the traffic was so bad, and it was just, like, so slow, and it's like, I felt like I was never gonna get out of fucking Daytona, and I'm just, like, sitting there at lights, and it's just backed up. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I was like, the flea market was open, and it was Thursday, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And then I was like, oh, it's February, which means that it's probably around time for the Daytona 500, because I remember how fucking shitty that was like them being all and I kind of feel like probably next month is bike week so so I'm kind of hoping next week at work won't be too bad because maybe everybody will be gone by the time oh well maybe mm. they won't though when does it start I don't even know but I, I hate that I have to like check but I guess I have to check because otherwise Otherwise, I might not be able to get into because, like I said, where I work is like right by the fucking speedway. Tom's Glorious Bastard said Tom can uh, attach a co-pilot seat like an Indiana Jones. <laughs> what are you talking about? Like a sidecar. Oh, a sidecar. <laughs> John Smith said, "Fun fact: The Blue Angels is the name of a Scottish outlaw biker gang. The Hell's Angels never got a foothold here." I did not know that. Well, I thought it was like an old movie called Blue Angel or something like that, right? But yeah, the Blue Angels are like a real famous. They, you know, they do like stunt, like plain stunt shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? What do they call that? Uh, I'm too tired to like think know. of anything. <laughs> Air, acrobatics. Aerobatics. Yeah. Yeah. So they were they but, were practicing today. Yeah, but the name of the outlaw motorcycle gang is Blue Angels. That man. That's. That sounds like damn cheerleading squad, man. Or, or like I said, some kind of stunt squad. That didn't sound like a, a fucking outlaw biker gang to me. Shit. Need a man up. Well, they'd probably get mad for me making fun of that name. Yeah, they're going to pound you into I fucking pulp. I ain't worried about them. Got warlocks here and fucking banditos. 
I always thought it'd be funnier. Hell's Angels. I always thought it'd be funnier to give your like outlaw biker gang like you'd be like the worst of the worst, but give yeah. them like a really innocuous sounding or a really like um really girly sounding name or really like, yeah, <laughs> something like that, so nobody would nobody would expect it. It's like ooh, here come the powder puffs or yeah, whatever, like the and, then, and then they'd come in like dick suckers, and then they'd come and like beat your ass. And they all, they're all like seven feet tall, these big hulking, like, yeah. brutes and stuff. That'd be fucking hilarious. Because they wouldn't have anything to worry about. They wouldn't have to, because I kind of feel like if you're in a gang and you have to give yourself, like, a really tough sounding name, yeah. to me that comes across as a little, tri- little tryhard. They're not gangs, like really. They're clubs. They can't call themselves a gang. They're not really, I guess. They have to have the, they have to have at least the trappings of a motorcycle club. Or if not, then they're fucking. Although you know, whatever. They, the thing is, is that I see them around. They don't have a lot of young members, though. It looks like they're aging out. You know, a young a young one would be in his forties, which uh, that's not a good sign. You want members that are in their in, in, in their thirties in there too, you know, twenties and thirties. It's just um, motorcycle clubs are, I think, were a thing of the sixties, you know, fifties yeah, and sixties. I don't really think that's a big. It's that's a huge not thing re- that's not really translating to into the younger generations that much. And um, when you see them. They're not really um, impressive specimens of physicality. You know, they're not in real good shape. They tend to be veterans, but they're they're having weight problems. You can tell that they're not real um, physically active. Or not as active as, you know, you can tell they're not beating people up on a regular basis. You know, I'm not saying that they're safe. They're dangerous. Um, but, and it depends on which ones you're talking about, too, you know, I mean, I've seen photographs of Mongols that look pretty fucking tough, um, you can tell they're on juice, some of them at least, um, some of the fucking one percenter Hell's Angels, kind of like that. I guess it just depends, you know. Yeah, I mean, some bikers, it looks like the only thing they're beating up is the buffet cracker barrel. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> but then you'll run across one of them every now and then, you know. Online, you'll see them. Photographs of them or videos of them at some event. And they're wearing all the fucking right shit that you know what it is you're dealing with. And... You know, you don't want to tangle with the dude. He's fucking 6'1", 230 pounds, 10% body fat. He's fucking jacked, you know. And he's 50-something. But, you know, you know he's sauced. He's not natural. Um, But you, nobody older than 35 is going to look like that natural. You know, it's just not going to happen, you know. But they look like something out of a movie. But that's like the top elite dudes, you know, from those clubs, they're kind of like warrior kings from a long time ago, you know, 
Never see the women, though. Rarely. I don't know what they're doing. They have their own business, I guess. <laughs> I'm not big into that fashion. I hang out at the biker bar and shit. I don't think... That, I think that look is kind of dated. But yeah. they like it, you know, but... It's to me it's kind of country and it's kind of dated. Very 70s look to it, you know. John Smith said I always laugh at the gang called the Lone Wolves, a gang of lone wolves. Yeah. Yeah. They're all doing their own thing. Yeah. But all together in yeah. one place. They just all happen to be in one place at the same time. <laughs> Zach said, what's the traffic going to be like come spring break season? Probably shitty, but that is usually confined to the beach side. And like I said, I don't know if you know, but Daytona is kind of two. It's not two cities, but it's mainland and beach side. And it's like a big because there's beach side. There's a big, huge river in between. You know what I mean? The Halifax River. And there's like a little bit like where Daytona and stuff like that is there's like a peninsula and it goes like way down and then there's like a the river that comes up so there's the beach side is kind of like a strip of land that's only like a mile or two across and then the ocean but then there's like a big river and then you got like the mainland part so usually the um the spring break people usually usually stay over on the beach side question was is what what biker group was that Hunter S. Thompson wrote about? That was the Hells Angels. Yeah, John Smith said Hells Angels. Yeah, Hells Angels. Right underneath. And then he said, oh, I'm dumb. <laughs> I mean, they're kind of like the big one that everybody knows. They've been right? around for a long time. Yeah. they. I don't even yeah. remember when. Maybe that'd be an interesting show to do, actually. Yeah. History of the Hells Angels. It, it attracted a lot of attention. They, that was, uh, they started like in the very early 50s. After the Second World War. It was supposed to be uh, bomber. It started with some bomber crewmen, guys that were ball gunners and shit like that, and waste gunners, hanging out in California, fucking bored to death. And they just hung out in bars and rode motorcycles and fucking did little ad hoc motorcycle races, you know, fucking across the middle of the town, and um, a lot of that. A lot of that shit was kind of fueled by fake news they uh I think it started when they said uh, one of, they had a fake news report that the Hells Angels I think it was Hells Angels uh, took over the town and uh, got in a fight with the police but it didn't actually quite go down that way and then the newspaper people showed up and staged some photographs um, and they described it as being a lot bigger than what it really was, and that kind of how that was kind of how the myth was born. Now, eventually, it, the, the I think it was also the Hell's Angels later on that got in a fight with the Marines. It was like the Marine National Guard or the Marine uh, some kind of Marine Guard unit was trying to remove them from some piece of land, and they got into a shootout. But I don't think anybody got killed, if I remember correctly. That was also fifties. Yeah, I feel like that was such a big thing, mm -hmm. uh, at least from a counterculture standpoint. Yeah. Like all the biker gang type stuff. And then, you know, the media got a hold of that, and they, um, they, they mythicized it. 
and made it a lot bigger than what it really was and a lot worse than it really was. Well, yeah, everybody uh, wants to read about exciting shit. Yeah. Nobody just wants to read about, oh, there was like right. a little skirmish and nobody right. got hurt and everybody went home. It was actually on par with like the Sex Pistols. If you were in, 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 if you were in England back in the 70s, the Sex Pistols were constantly on the damn front page of the news of what kind of fucking outrageous thing that they said or did. But you're talking about teenage kids who don't have any money. They weren't that important. The news were making them important. Although the Pistols were a fucking tight band. I liked them. They were real good. Um, and John Lydon because a fucking for a kid that just came out of nowhere and basically picked it random kinda randomly chosen by the fucking forces of the British ghetto he was a master lyricist his lyrics were really good Anarchy in the UK those are really good lyrics man for a what 17 year old boy writing and submission and yeah really good lyrics bodies and he had a lot of... But anyway, the the, uh, the biker scene was built on the same kind of guys that, like, the Sex Pistols. So they were, they were tougher, you know, in some ways. They were older. And they were tended to be World War II veterans at first. Um, and uh, then they started making movies, fictionalized movies about how bad bikers were, you know. There's a whole subgenre yeah. of like teen biker movies, yeah. like from the fifties and sixties. Yeah, they're super fun. Like some of them are pretty fun. Yeah, they did a few on Mystery Science Theater. They did like Wild Rebels and yeah. the Side Hackers. It started with fucking Marlon Brando with fucking yeah. uh, the Wild One. If you haven't seen that movie, see it. It is a study of nineteen fifties fucking morality. Because they're making this dude out to be a fucking real threat to society, and he's just a nice guy, if you ask me. <laughs> he's just like a cool guy. Yeah, that's what he's I mean. It's just like, it's really funny. Well, that's yeah. what I mean. It's like, you know, people talk about now, ooh, people are so sensitive nowadays. It's like, shit, man, back then, oh, you, man. you fucking sneezed sideways, yeah. and, every, and there was like a, every, it was a big fucking deal, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like, they, these people were doing literally nothing. They were doing nothing. They were just They just had motorcycles and their regular motorcycle leather gear. And, uh, and everyone's just fucking scandalized. And they were scandalized by him. And Ridiculous. A, and, and a girl becomes kind of curious and infatuated with, like, uh, one of the main guys out of the group. And uh, who, who's being played by Marlon Brando. And I forgot what the name of that character was. Billy, was it? I can't remember. I think it might have been. And um, he's kind of a rebel without a cause type character kind of like uh you know james dean which if you've ever seen rebel without a cause that's another movie about nothing i i watched it at that as a teenager and couldn't relate to any of it because it's it's 1950s problems you know what i mean i'm like why is this guy whining you know what's he upset about his dad for you know his dad wore the apron so what he was cooking you know just it was just sucking Weird tropes. That's what I mean. Like that little, only mattered to the fifties. Like little shit. Yeah. Like they would get upset about like the stupidest things. Yeah. That nowadays, like no one would even think. Like why would that? Why would anybody? Yeah. Get upset about that? So I didn't get a lot of that. <laughs> I didn't get it. I also didn't really get the wild one. Uh, um, you had to be in a nineteen fifties mindset, and I, I couldn't achieve it. All right. It's not a bad movie, but I didn't really understand the message. I didn't really get it. 
I told you, that's why it's always instructive to kind of watch those, like, 50s educational films that they show on Mystery Science Theater a lot, because yeah. you'll get an insight into what they were trying, what they were teaching yeah. the kids back then. Yeah. Now, <laughs> on the wild ones, Marlon Brando, he's a, com he, he's a compelling character in the movie. Um... He, he looks good. They're really good stills taken from that movie. And that really had a big impact. Well, it had a big impact on the rocker scene. They were also in the bikes over in England. Um, but it had a big impact on the gay scene. Yeah. Marlon Brando became the icon iconic Leather Daddy. Leather Daddies are copies of Marlon Brando from the wild one. The, that leather motorcycle gear. That's That's what they're talking about. And if you see the movie, you'll understand why gays like that. He was a cool dude. He was a cool dude. He was the kind of guy that... A, a gay dude that is having problems hooking up, that would be his fantasy boyfriend, is to meet that guy. He's not gay in the movie, but... He's straight. But you could see why gay guys liked him. Yeah, you could see why he yeah. became iconic, right. you know what I mean? Yeah, and I think it, it stuck more with the, the gay guys than it did the straight girls. The straight girls, I don't think, really gave a shit about that. Yeah, it's kind of hard to say, you know. Um, straight girls do, uh, do not hold that character as an icon. You know what I mean? Not, not much. so much. Not like, so not much. that I've really heard. I mean, that no. was before my time, obviously. Yeah. So. <clears throat> no, but that, to... to you look up fucking some gay leather daddy porn today, that's the motifs that they're playing off of, is that character. Which is 1950s leather motorcycle gear. It kind of looked like policeman stuff. It like cop gear. Good, well, motorcycle cops from the 50s wore motorcycle gear that looked like police gear. It was all kind of the same thing. That's the way motorcycle gear looked. Like something a cop would wear. I mean, I did sort of like the 50s rocker, greaser, rockabilly yeah. kind of look. I did like that. Yeah. I do like that look. Yeah, but like I said, that jacket, though, is like something the cops would wear. Yeah. And uh, the pants and stuff. So greasers were also kind of like a play on a motorcycle cop. Yeah. You know, that's a motorcycle jacket. Zach said I read an article once about the eating disorder Brando apparently had. And it was actually pretty harrowing. I felt really bad for him. Mm. What did he have? Um, I, I remember reading that he had one, but I can't remember what it was. Uh, John Smith said, I preferred Public Image Limited. Yeah, yeah. And, of course, The Damned. Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. Pill was great, man. I love um, The Damned. And, the, yeah, P.I.L. are great, yeah, too. Yeah, Pill was great. I'm slightly more into the Sex Pistols, but P.I.L. are really good, too. The energy of the pistols was spot on for the time. And there was something about the way it looked and the sound. And they were they were good. Um, they weren't always good live. But you can find live performances still on YouTube. And they're, they're doing pretty good. It was years later that Pill came out. And other things had solidified. And really, John Lydon kind of came into his own during that. And he had a good backup band, man. He had fucking... Fucking what was it? Billy Sheenan on uh, Billy Sheenan on fucking bass, I think, and 
um, Steve Vai on guitar, one of the fucking best guitar players of all times. That was on that damn album that was just called Album. It was generic, remember? Yeah. It had uh, Rise on it. May the road rise with you. Yeah. 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 It's a great album. I had a lot of their shit. I had that one. I had Happy. Yeah, I had, I had that one. Yeah, I had... Um, there was one called Nine or Ninth or Yeah, something. Nine. And then the other one was called... One. What was the other one called? Seattle? No, Seattle was on Happy, I think. When, yeah, that was a single. And then the other one was called... What was it? Stairs and Flowers or something? Romance of Flowers. That was the very first Flowers one. of Romance. Flowers of Romance. That's yeah, right. Yeah. I think it was like a little EP. I don't think it was a full album. Yeah. And that had almost like proto-industrial on it. Yeah, a lot of their early yeah. shit was really experimental. Yeah. It was good. Real good. Lydon... He's an American now. He's better as an American as he is than he was British in a way. <laughs> but, man, Lydon was an interesting figure because of his early childhood and with the meningitis and all that and the swelling of his brain and his eye going sideways and not getting proper medical care. And I think his brother died, didn't he? From, from if that. If I remember correctly. Because the rats were in the fucking apartment. He was growing up as a kid, and he had a, basically, because his brain swelled up, he had a near-death experience. He was never the same after that. Of course not. You had a fucking head injury, you know. And um, he started to become defiant and started to question things. And um, that's actually what led him into fame, you know. He started to, um, he differentiated himself from um, other people that were around him. Now, you know, some promoters got involved. What was his name? Fucking Not Malcolm McLaren. And, yeah. <clears throat> so that all helped. And having access to good wardrobe helped through Malcolm. But um, some people fucking, would, they, they're going to want to ding John Lydon for his ego. He talks a lot of shit. All right. But in a, in a lot of ways, he deserves to talk a lot of shit. He was as important as, as he says he was for the evolution of rock music. Which was strange for a guy who was only like 17 when it happened. But um, with Pill, like you said, the Pill was better. Pill was better than, than uh, Sex Pistols. I don't think it was as, as, as instrumental in, in change. Sex Pistols were. But in terms of quality... Yeah, P.I.L. Real good. He could sing for what, you know, in his own style. Yeah. He could sing. You knew exactly who you were listening to. See, that's always been a lot more important to me than... Yeah. Because, look, I, you know, they play music at work all the time, and it's, like, all different genres and a lot of mainstream stuff and things like that. It's like, you know, I hear people that can sing really well, like, all the time, but a lot of times I can't tell one from the other like it's kind of the same thing as because we've talked about this like in terms of uh you know movie stars or actors and something like that where you talk about somebody that's like really hot or good looking or something but it's like you know they're attractive but they all kind of look similar and so i kind of feel like that's the same thing like with a lot of singers and i think that's why i was really into punk and post-punk and stuff like that because it's like some of those people couldn't sing technically 
but you always knew who that was. They had their yeah. own they were vocalists. thing going on. They yeah, may and not I, be singers, but they were vocalists. And I like that better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. I like I like like when a when a song comes on that I've never heard before and like immediately like I know who that is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like and it doesn't even have to be the singer either. Like a lot of times, like sometimes if it's like a real distinctive guitar sound or something like that, like you can tell immediately like who that is. Yeah. I like, you know, I like bands that are, like, distinctive. And and I also give credit to Malcolm McLaren. I mean, you know, fucking the Sex Pistols trashed him a lot. You know, they didn't have a real good relationship. But he was a good barometer of what was coming. He predicted that rap would take over, and it did. It did. I think uh, I think Malcolm McLaren had something to do with, the six, with accelerating the success of rap. And... Uh, this was happening in a time when rap and kind of like industrial almost sounded alike. You know, like the Buffalo Girls song was kind of like industrial, but it had yeah, rap there was a to lot it. of crossover. It was like a crossover to it. And then if you go back to fucking musical youth, which was fucking reggae basically, but it had a kind of a punk rock rap kind of a vibe to musical youth, and that was all part of that same sphere that was coming out of the British New Wave. Um, yeah, because everybody was just trying They were just everything. trying stuff, right. Like, they were just mixing all the different genres. Yeah. yeah, and then the ska bands that were coming, they were really good. They were uh, half British, half Jamaican bands. And specials. Yeah. Man, fucking really good. I was just listening to my car the other day. Yeah. <laughs> Madness. They, they, they were all British guys, though, in that one. Yeah. Um... And then they would take that concept and go fucking more new wave, and then you end up with the Thompson Twins, which it had some reggae influence. I think it had, I think it had one black member in it. Yeah. Uh, but it 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 was still very British pop for the time. And then, you know, me and Jenny, we lived through it, man. Some of you guys did too. We remember how powerful the fucking British new wave was. Yeah, that early- shit was like. Man. Because I, I was coming, like, right into, like, I was 11 or 12 or something like yeah. that when British New Wave music really, really hit oh, man. in the U.S. And it was just like a mess because I was like, oh, this it, is It this, changed this American culture. It really it did. It changed American culture. It was a big deal. England was fucking punching above its weight during that time. because they had a good education system that were teaching their public education system. And I know there's a difference in, in I think they call private schools or public schools. The public-private thing has reversed or something. I think it is, yeah. Or it used to be. I don't know if it still is, but it used to be. Yeah. Public schools, that means a free school here in the United States. Yeah. When we say public, that's a taxpayer-funded... Yeah, right. Yeah, you go there for free. Public schools in England had good music departments. They spent money on that shit. So um, you had these guys with no money. They looked great, though, and they could fucking sing and play instruments, and they, they, they fucking took over the world. Or at least the English-speaking world. A lot holy of German crap! Speaking I mean, too. their fucking yeah. influence is still felt now. Yep. Like you, I hear new bands now. Yep. That sound like yep. them, like yep. from back then. Yeah. Those guys that I fucking met, fucking Corine. That they're kind of sound like a British band a little bit. They do. Fucking. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that. That, but the one that really was a game changer, man. You can laugh at it. I don't give a shit. Duran Duran. When that first Duran Duran album hit, it had Planet Earth on it, in the night boat, friends of mine, 
that was a fucking that was like the, the second coming of the Beatles. That's a great fucking album, by the way. That first yeah, and they album. got better. I still love that. They got better as they went up until the album Big Thing. That one wasn't that good. Yeah, we were. It's it's yeah. funny. We were just talking about this the other day because half the songs were good. We were at Mannequins. Yeah. Uh, last Saturday. And he actually played Paul Vanner DJ. Yeah. He actually played um, All She Wants Is, yeah. like that Duran Duran song. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit, I haven't heard this in a long time. Uh, I was like, this is off Big Thing, right? Yeah. And I was like, Big Thing yeah. was the last Duran Duran album that I bought like back in the day. Because I bought it and I was like, eh. I bought more. I bought uh, the one that had uh, the one that came after it. Uh, oh, shit, it had a lot of good songs on it. It was mellow, though. There was a huge hit on it. Was it the one with Come Undone? Come Undone, yeah. Okay, yeah, I do on. like Come Undone. That one came out. What the fuck was the name of that album? Shit. I forgot the name of that I'm album. I'm sure that Big Thing was the last thing. I bought the yeah. cassette. I, bu- I bought that album. And then I bought Medazzadland. That had Electric That had Electric Barbarella on yeah. it. Yeah. See, I don't love that song. I like that song. It's all right. That album, though, was kind of like, uh, it was a mix. It had the what, the, the Carrillo, or Curcilio Brothers, the guys from Missing Persons. Warren Cucurello. Cucurello. That's right. Cucurello. The, the, the Italian he, guy. Yeah, they used, he used to be a Missing yeah, Persons. Which, yeah, and I liked the Missing Persons. Man. I like Missing Persons, yeah, too. with Dale Bozio. She was really good. It was funny, though. I've seen the interviews with her. She hated that music. She hated every one of those songs. Isn't that funny? Which is weird, because like yeah, Missing Persons had some great fucking songs. Yeah, she hated it. I was at work the other day, and like yeah. you had an 80s playlist going, Destination Unknown was yeah. on. I'm like, man, this is a good yeah. fucking... I forgot how good this song was. Yeah, I was fucking... Had a huge crush on Dale. I was in, <laughs> I, I was in Military Academy at the time. And she's this... If you guys know who this is, she's... A, she, the whole band was Italian-Americans. All right? And they were doing new wave music. It was... I think they were from New York. But they were fucking really... Weren't they from New York? They might have been. I don't really. But remember. they were getting really big in California. That's I think that's where they were living, and that's where they were launching their career from. And Dale was this super hot little hustler, honey. She was a or pet house pet. She wasn't a hustler, honey. She was a pet house pet. And she was cute. She's you know tiny, skinny, boobs, you know implants and shit. And uh, she could sing though. She had a really unique voice. It was real high pitch. Yeah, you um, always know that's Dale Bozio. You, you know exactly what that is. <laughs> you can't mistake her voice for yeah. anybody else's. Big blonde, frizzy hair. And she was really good with style and coming up with these uh, uh, outfits. And uh, Lady Gaga is copying Dale Bozio from Missing Person. A lot. Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of feel Everything. like Lady Gaga, like, she gets a lot of shit for, like, copying Madonna. But I was yeah. like, I kind of feel like Dale's she's more toppy, copying yeah. Dale Bozio. You know what I mean? Which, you know, if you're going to rip somebody off, like, yeah. rip so, off the best, I guess. I think she's not was, really ripping her off. She's just like, you know, homaging she's, yeah, oma- homaging. she's homaging I don't her. like to be uncharitable like that because everybody takes yeah. influences from other people. And, and and look, man, and Dale, Dale was like 10 times cuter than fucking Lady Gaga. Ten, she, I mean, super cute Italian girl with the Italian nose and everything. She's sporting it. It looks fucking great. Yeah. You know, the little Roman nose that she had, you know. Fucking, she was cute. And, uh, I think she was married to Warren. When, wasn't his name? Hey, Warren, Ch- Warren Chicarillo. I think Cucurillo. it was. Cucarillo. 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 I think it was Warren she was married C-U-C-C. to. C-U-C-C, yeah, I can't remember. There were two of those guys. They were brothers. And I think, I think she was married to the. Well, Warren is the one that was in Duran Duran. Yeah. But they, like, I, at, like, I think she was married to him, but then they got divorced. But they ended up in Duran Duran. 
Well, one of them. One of them did. Warren did. Yeah. And actually, he's been in Duran Duran for a long time. Long time. It's crazy to think about because I still think yeah. of Duran Duran as like the original five members, yeah. like from the eighties. Yeah. But it hasn't been like that since because, shit, man, John and Andy left uh, in what eighty seven, eighty eight. Yeah, because then they went and did Power Station with Robert Palmer, yeah. and then the other three, Simon, Nick, and Roger, they did Arcadia. Yeah, which were good, great projects, bands. I still like that Arcadia yeah. album. Yeah, it's Arcadia still good. It's great. good. I got. Yeah, they had. They had. Uh, it's, it was kind of prog. Grace rocky, Jones was on. But I was kind of into yeah. it. You know yeah. what I mean? It was good. Yeah, it was, I liked it, and it had a real goth aesthetic. Yeah, to the videos. I looked like the the cover of it was beautiful. Like yeah. just the whole thing was, I really dug it. And I liked that they kind of went all goth, like they all dyed their hair black and stuff like that. <laughs> like for all the videos and stuff. I was like really into that album, actually. Yeah, that was '87. But yeah, I think like John and Eddie Taylor never came back after that. So then they went. They were a three piece for a while, like when Notorious came out. And then I think for the next one, which I think was big thing, then they got Warren Cucurillo, and I think he's been in there since then, if I'm not mistaken. I've, I I kind of lost track of them after a while, because I kind of feel like the thing about Duran Duran, I like I really really like Duran Duran. I really really like their early stuff, but I kind of feel like after after Notorious, like Notorious was a great album, um, but you know, I didn't love like I kind of feel like they went more in a direction where they were starting to sound less distinctive. I kind of feel like even though they were like a huge pop band in the eighties, they still had a very, very distinctive sound. They had their own thing going on. And I kind of feel like as the eighties, you know, went into the nineties, I kind of feel like they started sounding more like everybody else. And so I think I kind of like lost interest. You know what I mean? Because I, like I said, I like bands that are like distinctive. Once they start sounding like other people, then I'm just kind of like, meh. Or start sounding like whatever the main cultural zeitgeist is. I'm like not interested. John Smith said, say what you like about The Damned, but Dave Vanian could sing. Hell yeah, yeah, he he could. could. And Dave Vanian is hot as shit. Sorry. Isn't he still, is he still married to um, Patricia Morrison, who was in uh, Sisters of Mercy? Because I know they were married to each other for a while. And honestly, like, um, I haven't heard any of the because the damned there aren't they still around because I kind of feel like I bought some of their albums like a few years back that were still good. Leslie said Dave Vanian was into goth, not into punk. He dresses a vampire from the beginning. Yeah, he well he started out he was a grave digger, wasn't he? Like that was the story, anyways. But yeah, he looked like that. But their early um, their early singles were absolutely punk, like New Rose and uh, Love Song and all that kind of stuff. Like were were punk bands and honestly um they're you know the sex pistols yeah they kind of get a lot of the credit and stuff but i think as far as punk singles coming out i think new rose uh the damned new rose i think beat the sex pistols so they were actually technically the first punk single to be released was the damned um, the Damned are still touring with the original lineup. Yeah, I thought they were still around because I have like a couple of their new albums and they're still really good. I like that they kind of went... The one that I had, the mo- most recent one, I can't remember what it's called, but it, it's kind of more... It's almost a little bit psychobilly and I was kind of like into that because I like that kind of stuff. Um, let's see. Do, 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 do. John Smith said, to quote Lemmy on Dave Vanny and he's very normal for a bloke that dresses like Count Dracula. Well, I mean, you know, that's the thing. A lot of goths are pretty normal, despite how they look. 
Uh, Leslie said, for me, the best Sinister Rock album is the, uh, Only Theater of Pain, 1982, Christian Death. Good, yeah. Yeah, good. that's a, that's a great fucking yeah, album. Yeah, it had fucking Spiritual Cramp was on it. Fucking, uh... Yeah, Christian, the, Christian Death Yeah, they were good. <laughs> good friend of mine was, uh, was friends with uh, Roz Williams. Yeah, that's Javier. Right. Yeah. I got pictures of Javier. I think I got pictures of Javier with hanging out with him. Yeah. <clears throat> Killed himself on April Fool's Day. Yeah, that's how I mean. Waste, dude. It's a waste. Because he was getting better. His recordings were sounding really good. But see, that's the Iron thing. Iron Mask like, came out. It was really good. Fucking, he was getting better. But and they never... People, like creative people, never see yeah. it that way. You never see it that way. He was becoming the gothic David Bowie. He sounded a lot like Bowie to me. I actually really like... Did you ever hear Roz Williams' cover of um, Time? The David yeah, song. Yeah. yeah, I really like that song. That was on my uh it's on my phone somewhere. My favorite Christian death cover was um fucking nineteen eighty three A Mermaid I Should Turn to Be, which is a Jimi Hendrix cover. That's right. And fucking um uh Jetan Dimon the uh did the did the vocals. Really good, man. She can fucking sing. Yeah, she's really good. Holy shit, incendiary lover and all that. Yeah, it, she's she, got a great fucking voice. Yeah. I remember she was fucking wowing me. I because you remember how how it was. It was hard to find photos of fucking goth people fucking in the nineties. You only saw them in fanzines. Yeah, we were still we were still very elusive. Yeah, elusive. like Sasquatches. Right. <laughs> so I'd go through a fanzine and see pictures of Shetan Timon with all that white hair. You know what I mean? Yeah. And fucking, and she was forty then, and I was just going like, "Oh man, that chick is hot." Yeah, and I think she was she was much older than everybody else. I think in that band, wasn't she? When she she like might have been, yeah, fifty or something. She might have been, yeah. I think she was a yeah. bit older. But yeah, I like a lot of her solo shit too. Yeah. She like a lot of her solo shit is like not. It's kind of like I don't even know what genre you because it's kind of loungy, you know what it's I mean? A, it's kind yeah. of or like or like blues. jazz, like jazzy jazz blues. blues, yeah, fetish with fetish uh, lyrics. Call it jazz, maybe jazz yeah. blues. It's just kind of like yeah, like the kind of shit you used yeah. to hear like back in like the fucking nineteen twenties or nineteen thirties. Yeah. Like you go to like some speakeasy and yeah. some some chick would be some up cabaret there, shit. like some torch song kind of shit. Like it sounds like that. Like and I really really like that. Like and she's yeah. got a great fucking voice. Leslie also said Peter Murphy was uh, vampire dressed too, and he was in the Hunger opening, not Vanian. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, that was because Bowie was in it, and they were like big Bowie fanboys. Bauhaus were. Uh, my interpretation was is that David Bowie was that was his favorite band that he was helping them. I'm not sure. I've kind of heard it both ways. Both ways. Right. I've heard it both ways, but I still remember. I laughed because <laughs> I have a book about Bauhaus. I have a couple of books about them. And they were talking about being in The Hunger. And they were all, the whole band was like really excited because they're like, ooh, we get to meet David Bowie and we're going to be in a movie and all this other kind of stuff. And then they're like, and then we see the movie and it was just like all Peter Murphy. And then like, <laughs> and then they were like making a joke. It's like, hey, Daniel, I think I see your elbow or something like that. Because it's just like, because they were just like in the back. They edited it up. Yeah. They edited like you kind of see I think there's like a two second shot of Daniel Ash yeah. and I don't even think David J is in it I don't think Kevin yeah. Haskins is in it at all yeah. so it's like if I remember correctly I don't even think you can see I think see they're him. all in it you just don't get to see very much you just it. don't get to see it well you know because I mean it just flashes up I mean Peter Murphy was just like so back then I yeah. mean 
he was the shit, and he was yeah. like super hot, and he yeah, was he's just like, guy. and he was like doing all his thing and all that yeah. kind of stuff. So it's just kind of like, well, we're just gonna focus on that. But and I had honestly forgotten because I hadn't listened to his solo stuff for a while. I mean, you know, we hear cuts you up at the club all mm-hmm. the time, but um, I was on my uh, when I was driving back and forth to work, I've been listening to different Spotify playlists, and one of the ones they have that's called Dark and Gothic. And um, it had a couple Peter Murphy songs on it. I think it's like Indigo Eyes on there and um, Strange Kind of Love. And I was like, man, these are really good songs. Like, I haven't heard them in a really long time. But I don't know. I kind of feel like I liked Peter Murphy's solo stuff up until we were talking about this the other I day. Think Cascade too. was my the only thing. It was the last one that I liked. Cascade that was 1995. Yeah. Um, and that one was really good. And then he did an EP that was pretty good. And then he did Dust, which I didn't like at first, but it actually kind of grew on me. It's That one's more like world music. It's very Turkish yeah. sounding, because that's where he, he lives in um, Istanbul, because his wife is Turkish. And so... Um, so, like, I didn't love it at first because I'm like, oh, we're going, like, Dead Can Dance now or some shit like that. But it's just like, um, you know, not, and I like Dead Can Dance, but I'm just saying it's like Peter Murphy didn't was usually doing Peter Murphy stuff, not Dead Can Dance stuff. But, um, although Bauhaus did cover Dead Can Dance, didn't they? They did separate. They got in a fight with each other. They could... did. Well I, well, I mean, Bauhaus did a really good, yeah. like, when they were doing their live tours, like, in the late 90s, they did a cover of the Dead Can Dance song Severance, which was actually, yeah. like, really, really good, it's I thought. Really good, yeah. I mean, the original is beautiful, but um, you know the Bauhaus cover is good too. But yeah, they they I had they a, got in a fight, I guess. Yeah, and fucking <laughs> and, and Peter Murphy fucking accused them of being guilty of musical tourism, which is just traveling around the world. <laughs> well, see, but that well, see, I think that's kind of why I laughed because then when the Peter Murphy album <laughs> Dust tour. came out, but yeah. see, I mean, to be fair, yeah. I mean, Peter Murphy, he's lived in Turkey for a very long time. His wife is Turkish. He speaks Turkish. Um, so I guess it's okay for him to do it. Yeah. Like, that he can make an album with it. And he knows a lot of Turkish musicians. So, fair enough. But, I don't know. I just, I feel like... That dude's lost it. Yeah, I know. He's I mean, it. I haven't seen him in a long time. Yeah. So I don't know what he looks like now. I don't know. Oh, like, last time I bad. saw him was... It's gotta be bad. Maybe he got his shit together. No. <laughs> nah, drugs Drugs and bad attitude I mean, he's throwing fucking bottles at the audience and shit I'm fucking Scandinavian and shit you know, he's, Nah, he's lost it Maybe maybe somebody, like, um, did an intervention <laughs> We've seen him live recently a couple times, you know And every time he's in front of a lo- an audience, he looks guilty And he, he's not sure if the, they know who he is You guys know who I am? Yeah, we know who you are He's like, re- yeah, we paid like fifty dollars yeah, to be does, here. <laughs> of course, we know. We're not going to pay fifty dollars for some rando. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think he knows he fucking fucks up a lot when he's on tour, and he thinks the news has traveled with him. So he's 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 fucking very self conscious. <laughs> He thinks the fucking crowd I've, hates I've him. honestly, I've seen Peter Murphy live a lot of times. I've seen Bauhaus twice, yeah. and I've seen Peter Murphy live oh, um, at least a dozen times, probably he's, more. He's supposed to be very difficult to work with. But, Just, yeah, uh, I could see that. Yeah, well, do. it's weird because I kind of feel like the several times, because I used to go and see him every time he toured, which was like, you know, once a year or like once every two years, something like yeah. that. And um, sometimes you would go see him, 
and he'd be like normal. He'd yeah. be like really cool and like really personable and stuff. And then sometimes you'd go and see him and he would be like really imperious and standoffish and shitty and it just yeah. like seemed like Angry. he didn't want to be there. Yeah. And stuff like that. He just was kind of all over the place. Depending on what he was on. Yeah. And he did that he did that fucking hit and run thing where he fucking wrecked the car and then ran from the thing, ran the cops, from the yeah. from the cops and he had that fucking meth on him. <laughs> He's fucking crackhead. You know. And then he he as he actually tried to pull that it's not mine. It's not mine. Oh, that's not mine. Yeah. And the cops are like, oh my god. Yeah, it didn't please. work. It didn't work. Well, that's because that's what everybody says. Yeah. <laughs> what else are you gonna say? You know what I mean? He was a dude that really, you know, he he had. And uh, I don't, hey, Paul, what you doing? I don't know him personally. We we're friends with a girl who knows him personally, dated him. Okay, and. She didn't tell us everything about him, but there's just enough where you can just fucking kind of understand what the hell's going on. Dude had a drug problem, all right? Which, I guess that's going to happen, you know? Fucking... He was probably around that, grew up around all that stuff, you know? That scene had a lot of drugs in it. Yeah, I feel like so if everybody was gonna, on fucking yeah. drugs back then. The thing was is that kind. he kind of had this image where he was kind of mysterious and enlightened and real good at writing poetry and that maybe he had some wisdom to him. And some of his lyrics do sound like that. And he may have had that at one time. But his ego is huge. All right? He's a good-looking guy. He was talented. He was very good on stage. He's got a good voice. He can write some badass lyrics. That's not quite enough, though. You gotta have more to you as a man to hold yourself together. Especially if you're around all this temptation, you know, drugs and women and shit. And he started to slide. And I think he really prided himself on his looks. And when the look looks started to go, I think his mentality started to go. Because evidently that... He just... He said things in some in a live performance. When I saw him live in uh, New Orleans, he said, he told the audience, he said, he goes, I'm still looking pretty good. I need a facelift, though. That's what he said. You never did yeah. get that facelift. Well, that's, um, that's what kind of sucks is that... I thought it was strange that he even mentioned that. You know, he kind of made light of it, but... But the thing is, is that he was famous for how good looking he was. And like I said, so, I kind of feel like maybe that is right. even shittier. Like once right. you get, a, because you get old, everyone does. Yeah. Like your looks are going to change yeah. no matter what, you know, surgery and shit can only do so much. You know, you can't look like you're 20 your whole entire life. So it's like. You're going to look older. You can look good old. Right. But you're never yeah. Gonna nobody's look. saying that you're, that you yeah. can't look good. It's oh. just that you're not going to look the same. Even women. There are women in their sixties that look great you know, old because they've played it the right way and they had work done, but they don't look young, but they look good. Yeah. You can still so, look good at whatever yeah, age yeah. you are. It's just, you're right. not going to look young. You're not going to look young. No. And I kind of feel like, like you said, I feel like his whole thing, even though he had other things going on, yeah. like he could sing, he could write lyrics. Like yeah. he was a good performer. Like he was charismatic yeah. and stuff like that. But I kind of feel like he placed so much emphasis on his looks because that's what 
got him so much attention, right. like, to start with, like, yeah. the way that he looked, because yeah. he was, like, super, super hot, yeah. like, back in the old days, very, very distinctive looking. Yeah. And so he based so much of his identity around that, that, like, when he didn't look exactly like that anymore, like, he started having problems. Yeah. Like, even though he was still putting music out and yeah. all that other kind of stuff. And he could... Like, I think he, he was really sensitive about it. And he could have... He could have worked with what he had. Um... You can use wigs if you want to have hair, but part of the problem was he started to lose his hair. But he wanted to have long hair or longish hair. And those two don't go together. You can't have hair when you don't have hair. <laughs> that was pretty okay. deep, Tom. So you're going to have to make a choice. You're either going to have to fucking shave your hair off or you're going to have to fucking get, get your wig. Um, you can't have hair if yeah. you don't have hair. <laughs> yeah. He... Uh, that's fucking profound shit. <laughs> yeah, that was very profound. It's profound. That's what the audience is here for, man. This, this, this fucking these, like, these little nuggets yeah. of, of wisdom. Yeah, fucking right. <laughs> and um, he was slender. Not a physical guy. He's skinny. All right. But he looked good. He is, yeah, he was like wiry. His yeah, his skeleton was built for that kind of look. And he had those cheekbones. Right. And, like those great right. eyes. He had those like really blue eyes. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um... When he started getting older, he started to get skinny fat. All right, and he didn't look into the fucking why that is. You know what I mean? There is some. He could have gone on test, and fucking that problem probably would have gone away, which would give him a little bit more resistance against the drugs he was taking too. Okay, he was he was fucking test suppressed by bad. Past thirty five, it starts to fucking dwindle. And by the time you're in your forties and fifties, you just don't have enough androgen androgens in your system. To deal with shit like drinking alcohol fucking every night or every other night and fucking running yourself to, to the bone every night on tour and not getting any sleep. You know what I mean? That's just... That's... Old men can't do that. And your body will start to suffer. So he should have got into some performance sports medicine. That would have helped him a lot. And people say, what are you talking about? He's not... Fuck no, man. Rock stars are athletes. That's a type of athleticism. Well, right there. it's a it's a you, high yeah, uh, energy right. lifestyle. You're performing, man, on stage, and you got to be able to fucking run around and dance and jump around and look fucking. And vigorous. then usually you have to travel right. to another and you city. You travel to another city, and, and then you have to the do it again the next night, need. right? And it's usually but, like the hours are because you're usually right. up all night because you're traveling, and then yeah. you have to go to the next place and set up and all that other kind of stuff. Yeah. So you don't get a lot of sleep or anything. Yeah. Now, this was going on in the 90s when he started to slide. Late, mid to late, late now, 90s. Now, I mean, I saw him yeah. after Deep came out mm -hmm. in 1990, and he looked fantastic. Like, if you've seen, like, the Cuts You Up video, yeah. he looked exactly like that. And I was, like, right. in the front row, so I, like, saw him from close up. He looked exactly like that. He looked perfect, like, porcelain skin and everything. Then I saw him in 95. Yeah. Um, I mean, I saw him in 92 as well, but I think I saw him in 95 and he still looked really good. He still, he had his black hair back. Um, that was after Holy Smoke came out and he still looked really good then. I saw him in 96 on that tour that he paid for. Um, I think it was called Just for Love or something like that. Was that 96 or 98? I don't remember. And then I saw him again when they did the Bauhaus tour in 1998 and he still looked really good then. But I kind of feel like after that, I think that was the last time that I saw him that he looked really, really good. Like, after that, 
it seemed like hit or miss. Like sometimes he looked okay, and sometimes. Do you remember? Were you with me that one time when we went and saw him, and it looked like he was wearing this coat that kind of looked like a bathrobe? And yeah, yeah. <laughs> and shit. Yeah, with he, a feather boa. Yeah, the um, first time I saw him, he looked real good. That was probably around '99. It was for the Bauhaus tour. Wasn't that ninety nine or ninety? I think it was ninety eight. Ninety eight or not? Yeah, and he still looked pretty good. That was where he like made Gotham. That. That's what that. Yeah, tour Gotham. Was. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I saw the Gotham tour. Yeah, I did too. And uh, he still looked pretty good. Yeah, he yeah, looked he good. good. Yeah, looked he looked like the old Peter Murphy. And then we saw him more recently in the past what five six years, I guess. And he's uh, we've lost a lot of the audience. People have kind of checked out. They don't probably know what the <laughs> fuck we're talking about. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're just talking about goth rock stars. Now, I don't know what quote you want me to put on the t- uh, on t- Probably shirt. the thing about the hair. Oh, is that what it is? Okay. Because <laughs> that's what we were talking if about. You, yeah, you guys got to understand, I don't, we don't see in these comments until a fucking long time after we've fucking said that shit. Well, sometimes. So we don't have the context a lot of times. Sometimes. Yeah. I try to, like, keep track of what they are, but sometimes yeah. I can't, like, you know, get to them. Zach says, my favorite band ever is a Finnish rock band called Poets of the Fall. I've heard of them, but I don't think I've ever heard anything of theirs. I'll have to, like, look them up, though. But, yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, oh, oh, get money. Thank you, Jeffy Art. Thank you very much. Yeah, you should totally put that on a shirt that what? says... You, don't have, you can't have hair until you... You can't have, have hair if you, you don't, don't have, have hair. hair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When was the last time... When did we? When was the last time we saw Peter Murphy? I can't remember. I mean, it must have been last in time the last, saw, last time we saw ten was, years was, or so. Yeah, last time we saw him was at Firestone. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, that's not called Firestone anymore, is no. it? No. We saw a lot of shows there. He's at Firestone. He's being a bitch. And he he look, was, yeah. Being a bitch. He was. Yeah. You know who's good live, man? We uh, I think we've seen him at least once, maybe twice. Was um um shit. Gary Newman. Gary Newman. Yeah, we yeah we saw Gary Newman. Gary Newman's very good live. Yeah, he was awesome. Real good. He's real cool. He's real fucking friendly. Everybody everybody loves him. That was in, um, two something like that. So that's like ten years ago. He has a massive endurance, and and I think it has to do with he's got a good wife, and he's he's really proud of his little daughter. Her name's Raven, I think. Yeah. And she uh, she'll come up. She's now twenty one, I think. Yeah. Funny how she grew up so fast. But she would do in the little background vocals and shit, fucking, and would, would come up on stage and shit. And she was just this pretty little blonde goth girl. And his, his, I think his wife, and he said from one of his interviews that he was able to continue because it was a family business now. Yeah. And then it, it motivated him to continue. That's kind of awesome. Kind of like, yeah. I really, really like. Yeah. I really like that. I like yeah. when that whole. I mean, whatever it is, whether you're like a goth band or I really like, um, you know, people that are like horror movies and stuff. I really like when all of the family are like into it. That's awesome. His wife is cute, man. And she was uh, um, just a civilian girl. I think she's American. A civilian. No, she wasn't in the industry, but she made a um, a fucking Gary Newman fan club. Yeah. And then got and then worked with him on you know was able to get in contact with him that she was head of his fan club, and she was like mega fan for him. She was she was his number one fan. 
and they finally met her and they got married. But she ran the fan club for for, for evidently years. That's crazy. Because yeah. I kind of feel like probably everybody that starts a fan club like wishes that would happen. That's what happened. Like... <laughs> happened. Yeah, when you see her though, she's stunning. You well, know I mean? yeah. Because I kind of feel like maybe so, that's not usually the case. So because she was so interested in his career, so supportive of him, and was so jacked about his fucking material and shit, I think she was kind of like his manager slightly. Yeah. You know I mean, uh, or at least an advisor. Because uh, he, he kind of went down some dead ends, especially in the late 80s, you know, with his career. He started to try to do metal music. That didn't work out too well. Tried to do, like, almost Iggy Pops. Uh, that didn't. He's good with industrial Something more along the lines of Depeche Mode, like a dark version of Depeche Mode. That's that's what he he sounds good with that, or something with a, with a hint of Nine Inch Nails. Although I think he worked with Nine Inch Nails. He it, did, yeah. I think he, he he produced, I think, some of that, or engineered it. It's funny we were talking. About, I don't know why this reminded me, but because um, you mentioned Nine Inch Nails, and then I was like, oh, I was on my Spotify playlist. It, I, it played the Nine Inch Nails version of the Joy Division song, Dead yeah, Souls. Yeah, it's good, yeah. And I was kind of like, I like it, but I kind of wish they'd played the original one because I like the original better, I like obviously. I had, a, I had a whole cover tribute album. I had a whole tribute album to Dead Can Dance, and it was goth bands doing Dead Can Dance, but it was from the, uh, like, 96. And it's gone now. My first wife gave me a copy of it. But I lost it. You I had remember. a whole stack of CDs in the closet at our old house. Yeah, it's not in that one. I don't know. It's what. not in that oh. one. It was, I lost it a long time I ago. I haven't seen it. I don't know if any of you guys know what it is I'm talking about. I'd like to find it again. Although, it, how hard could it be to find that? It was a well, shit, you Dead probably, Can Dance tribute album from, yeah. from around 96. Nowadays, well, it'd be easy to find that. Yeah, you could find yeah, that. You could probably yeah, buy yeah. the shit on iTunes. Yeah, probably, yeah. I mean, really I good. have I have a tribute, uh, a Bauhaus tribute. Yeah. Um, that's pretty good. Uh, I have a Love and Rockets tribute. I have a Tones on Tail tribute. Yeah. I have a whole bunch of different ones. I have a Bowie tri- like a Goth Bowie tribute. Yeah. Oh, by the way, that reminds me. One of the posters that I'm doing this weekend is uh, a band called Fame and they do Bowie covers. Bowie covers. They're okay. like a I I don't know if it's um I have to look at the dates cuz Mark just sent them to me but um I don't know if it's if they're doing an Orlando show or if it's just Tampa. Yeah. Cuz that's usually sometimes sometimes bands will do like a Tampa and then the next night they'll do like they usually do Will's Pub. But American Military 100 says, see, he liked the Haircut 100. He thought they were very innovative. Yeah, they were good, too. They I had, like Haircut 100. Yeah, they were good. Uh, they had uh, fucking, uh, what was it? Love Plus One. Remember that album? Yeah. Remember that, or that video? That was good. Everything I heard from them was good. It was kind of like, uh, shit, what would be a good way to describe that? It did have its own kind of sound, didn't it? Almost kind of sounded Caribbean. See, I like a lot of that new wave yeah. stuff still. It's kind of like a Caribbean new wave sound. Although I've never, heard, I don't think I've ever heard a full album by them. I don't think I have either. I think I've heard three or four songs. Yeah, I hear I, like songs every yeah. now and then, but you know, I just, I don't know. Like, if I had to pick a favorite genre, like I really do like a lot of that new wave stuff. But I mean, I usually just say post punk because that kind yeah. of encompasses everything, like was, all the weird shit that came out like after after punk got. There played. was another band that kind of reminded me of the Smiths, and I haven't heard any Smith songs. I've heard a lot of Morrissey lately, but. I'd like to go back and listen to some Smiths. There was another band, kind of like the Smiths, that I remember from, um, I guess this must have been around 80, 
87, 86. It's called the House Martins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember them? Yeah, I like the House Martins. I remember them as being like the Smiths. There was, right? Well, there was a lot of bands, because I kind of feel like in the 80s, like when the Smiths first came out, I mean, their first album came Good out, what, what, 84? Yeah. And, you know, New Wave was then very kind of like more electronic focused like more synth focused so when the smiths came out it was kind of like this big just like oh my god it's like a throwback to like 60s 60s guitar rock yeah so it was kind of a thing but people forget that there was like a whole little mini thing it wasn't just them it was like the house i think it was like um uh who are those other fuckers uh column were they uh, they were kind of like that um shit man who was that other band i remember was the house Uh, the wooden tops I want to say, I don't know. There was like some other bands like that that were kind of Smithsy that yeah. all came. But so there was like, because anytime you have the, some big thing where it's like, oh, everything's synth heavy, you're gonna have like a little bit of a backlash. Look at Pokey. Pokey's coming to visit. Pokey's on visit the show. Pokey. Yeah. Yeah. You making an appearance? Yeah. She always looks like so. Aw, look at you, Pokey. Yeah. Look at you, Pokey. <laughs> look at her little face. <laughs> She's one of the only cats that I've ever known that'll, like, just let you stick your face in her face. Yeah. And she's just like, whatever. Yeah. She'll lean into it. Yeah, she's like, mm, okay. If you pretend <laughs> to lick on her head, I'll pretend to lick on her head. She'll lean into it. Clean my head. <laughs> she's actually being kind of chill. She's sat on your yeah. lap for a long time. She doesn't usually do that. Yeah. I got her relaxed. Yeah. Aw, Pook. Yeah. You having a good time on the show? So how long have we been going for, Jim? Hour and 54 minutes. Yeah, it's about time. Tammy says, Pookie. Yeah. Yeah. American Military 100 said, Haircut 100's Pelican West was their only album. Okay. Caribbean-esque, post-punk, and Brazilian percussion. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so you, you, so you, I remember you called right. it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <sighs> yeah. okay. Um, I guess we're getting kind of tired, huh? Yeah. <laughs> it's getting late. She's been working all day. Yeah, and I, I woke up at... Um, yeah. Quarter to five. Yeah, I think it was. So, I think it was quarter to five. So we've talked you into this coming weekend and chilled you out. Sit here drinking drinks with you, talking about music from the old days. Pet and pokey. Pet and pokey. Griping about, griping about Peter Murphy. <laughs> yeah, what's up, pokey pants? <laughs> Look at her little face. Yeah, she's. Oh yeah, being cute, huh? You are so cute, Pokey. Yeah. Look at your little, look at your little feet. Yeah. Look at her feet. Little feet. Look at your little feet. Yeah. She's like, yep, that's my feet. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, tomorrow we're gonna take the. I'm gonna get some fucking sleep. Yeah. And Sunday we'll do a movie review. We'll do one of the movies that Louis sent us. Okay. Yeah. Let's do Black so, Hawk Down. Oh, no, you wanted to do Highlander, didn't you? I mean, it doesn't matter to me. Okay. We can do either one. Okay. Uh, Jeffy Art said, has a new job going, by the way. Oh, it's pretty good. Pretty good, you know. She's making money. It's a job. Making yeah. money. Um, it, it's more like the, the commute's a bitch, but, you know, yeah. other than that, like, it's it's fine. Like I said, it's at least I'm getting some bills paid, so yeah. that's that kind of nice. <laughs> All right, so we'll either do Black Hawk Down or... I can watch either uh, or one. Highlander. Yeah, I can watch either one. Like we can watch that because we're not going out tomorrow night either, right? Because mm-hmm. we, like I said, we're gonna go out. I don't think two so. nights. Yeah. Next week. So I don't know. We'll see how we we'll feel tomorrow feel night. Because you know. I mean, I could, we we can kind of afford one. We can afford to go out probably. It just depends on how we feel. Yeah. 
And honestly, if we go to mannequins, I always like Friday nights at mannequins better. Yeah. Like, if Saturdays, I kind of like Barbarella better. We can do that, yeah. If we go, we'll do another Barbarella. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, I mean, Mannequins is fun on Saturday, too, but it's a little bit weird. Like, the music's kind of all over the place. Yeah. Which, you know, sometimes that's good and sometimes not so much. But you know what I mean. Uh, All right. So, thank you, everybody, for hanging out with us. Thanks for Super Chats. And we'll be back on Sunday doing a movie review. Probably do it at probably uh, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But I'll probably announce it or whatever. But, uh, yeah. So, have a good day tomorrow, everybody. Have a good rest of your evening. And we'll see you guys again on Sunday. Good night.